Okay, so um, y'all probably already figured out I am not a PowerPoint person. Uh, that's, that's somewhat a factor of my age, but probably also just a factor of the fact of the way I think that I recall things because I, I think for me personally, when I write something down, of course I realize you're typing it when you're doing your PowerPoint, but again, I think even uh, as I'll do today when I use the whiteboard, I think for me it just it's, it helps me remember, and it just kind of kind of sears it in my mind in a different way. So I, I like to do that. I hope that you'll be able to read my writing today as I do it. But uh, but anyway, and so also uh, you know we uh, just kind of the the nature of this topic. I mean, I really I don't do a lot of teaching in this setting, but I really enjoy it. But the thing is, is it's always a little bit difficult to gauge. The right amount of material because and, and I say that because I think that a lot of the times coming in here I always want to leave open the possible the potential for good discussion because I think that's kind of at the heart I mean it'd be all, all of us could study individually but the heart of what's the beauty of being in class together is we get to share our thoughts and and, and just hear things probably in different ways or see a scripture or whatever in a different way so I definitely always like to leave room for that too. So I've left a little room for that today. So I'm hoping that y'all will share with me some things uh, um, that, that are on your heart. Um, so I just want to just real briefly just remind us that you know we this class is is really about discipleship, and it's really about kind of empowering or equipping each of us to uh, you know just to be more intentional about making disciples. Uh, you know, I still feel like that, that the lives we lead and the examples that we set really probably has the greatest impact on people. Like, that's almost like a given. But again, I, I've just become, I think, some of the classes I've been in, I don't care has influenced me, Marquez has influenced me, but I know that um, I, I know that we're called to do more than that. Um, and I know, I know some of that's probably just kind of how we're wired or whatever, but again, I just feel like um, that we need... Probably again, I think we probably almost used that that idea of just the, the lives that we live. We've almost used that as a little bit of a crutch. We kind of kind of hidden behind that as as a way. Well, if if I lead my life, so again, one purpose here. We're trying to challenge you. We're trying to challenge ourselves uh, to be more intentional about these things. And I guess one way. I'm already talking too much. I realize that, but again, I just want to share these things. Uh, I just, two thoughts that really hit me as I thought about this topic today and the purpose of this class were these. Think about how we feel when we have good news to share. When we have something about our kids or something about an accomplishment or something like that. Like we can't wait to see the people that, that are also invested in that. We can't wait to see them and tell them about it. Okay? So that's one thought that hit me. And also, I, I thought that if we knew something that could literally save someone's physical life, if we knew just to someone that could save just their physical life, would we hesitate to share that? Or would we say, man, we've got to do this? So anyway, those are two kind of thoughts that kind of hit me as I uh, started this study in preparation. Uh, again, uh, just again, everything I say... And, and my wife in here is good because she she's going to hopefully hold me this more. 
But again, it's all about challenging all of us. This is, this is not Lincoln saying, I've got it figured out or anything like that because I don't. Um, but anyway, okay, with that in mind, so just kind of going from that kind of launching point. Again, I got a good, I got a good topic today because redemption, um, definitely I am a huge benefactor of, of redemption. Um, I did write up, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know how exactly we've shared it in the past, but probably these, these lessons that we go through this book, like, you know, each, obviously each chapter is a, is a topic, and then they provide like a core truth. So the core truth for this week was this. Jesus Christ was sent by the Father to be the one mediator between God and humanity. And that's from 1 Timothy. And then the comment was, through Christ's uh, substitutionary death on the cross, the penalty of sin has been paid, and by his bodily resurrection from the tomb, death has been defeated. That's one of the songs that Cole likes to really lead, and I love that song. It gets me fired up every time he leads it. So, uh, so that's kind of our core truth. And, our, and, and kind of one of our core verses for uh, today. So here's the thing. Uh, what's some key words uh, or phrases? What, what, what kind of strikes you from that statement? What kind of strikes you from that statement? And I realize it would be better if it was behind me probably. But hope you guys can. Y'all see? Okay, okay. Good, good, good. What hit you? One. One mediator. Good. <laughs> well, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I don't even... Oh, is it just, it's just magnets, isn't it? Or is it? Nope. <laughs> I'll have a little memo with Kyle. I had to already go get a black marker because we only had agreement. Can I see that? Can I? That's hard to see. Oh, I thought it was hard to see. It was more pastel earlier when I <laughs> Sorry about that. Thankfully, I like that. And I know we met, but tell me your name. I'm just going to... I'm Carolyn. Carolyn. Okay. Very good. All right. I think you were focused on the one, right? Right. Okay. Anybody else? I think of the Exodus uh, where where Moses is mediator between Israel and Yahweh and he's able to be very identified with Israel but also being in some way identified with God and he's seen as a really good mediator in fact he you know when when God's ready to destroy Israel he says destroy man instead you know and then but we also see where Moses is not perfect as a mediator. Mm-hmm. And so I think the story kind of unwinds itself is that you have these mediators who are good, but they're never the mediator. And so I think maybe that's an important point to make about being one mediator. And only only God himself could be fully identified as human and, and divine. That's great. Chad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Abby? Okay. Anybody else have something? I think it's good. That's good. Like I said, I, 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 
just I think it's the I just I just love I love that I love that visual I love that that thing about the death that being defeated. Okay, all right. So, all right, all right. So again, our topic today is redemption. So, I, I, just like I, this is the way I kind of evolved. I want to always look up like definitions and and. Uh, dictionary but but what do you think what what does when you just hear redemption in any in any uh, context like what 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 is it let me just write some some definitions or thoughts about what it means to us what, what do you think when you hear redemption what does that what do you think what hits you first Well, I guess I'll share. Okay, so you know, I, I'm always curious to read definitions because, again, I think I think redemption is one of those words like it's hard to define. We but we know what it is, and I, I know it might sound silly, but I really do think like again, I think I think a lot of things in our lives, especially the longer we live, the more we're able to call something something yet not be able to define it. It's I, I, that's kind of an ironic thing, but. Um, so, again, going back to, like, uh, uh, Merriam-Webster or whatever, here's, here's some definitions that they had. Uh, the act of making something better or more acceptable. As in, an example would be the redemption of his reputation. Uh, another example, the situation is beyond or past redemption, i.e. it is too bad to be corrected or improved. Which I'm not a big believer in, but again, that's something. So that's one kind of definition. Uh, another way, or another definition, I guess you could say, is the act of exchanging something for money and award, etc. Uh, they use the example of stock redemptions or the redemption of coupons. That was another. And then their their Christianity definition. Was, was interesting to me. I, I don't think this is the way I would define it, but it says the act of saving people from sin and evil. Hmm. Y'all, y'all think that's a good definition? That's, that's not really what I think, I th- but I thought that was interesting. Uh, the act of saving people from sin and evil, as I, the redemption of sinners. To me, that's a partial definition. Right, right. It's, it's not... It doesn't take it all the way. Right. To me, redemption is reestablishing us to what we were originally meant to be. Reestablishing a relationship? Is that a fair way? Uh, well, okay. Who we, no, I don't want to put work in you. No, no, no. Relationships are part of it. So leave that up. There. Okay. Relationships good. But, but, uh, but in order for the relationship to be intact, we have to be reestablished. Okay. We have we have to continually be cleansed uh, by the blood for us to be back in a Garden of Eden kind of relationship okay. with uh, with the Lord. Okay. Uh, 
And Lincoln, when you first said, what do you think of when you think of redemption, the word that kept popping in my mind was need. We have a need. Um, you know, if you, if you don't, if you don't have a need, if you're not, I don't know. <laughs> it's not really a definition of redemption. Right, but I know. But I mean, again, it's, I'm just going for what, what, what kind of drives it. What, what is it? What are the key parts of it for you? And I think what you're saying is that's has to be present. Okay. Good. 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 Um, another word that. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no. Okay. I was just thinking. Um, I, and you didn't like the definition, but I thought saved, because when you're saved from something, you can't, like if you're drowning, you need someone to save you, because nothing you do can get you out of the situation okay. you're in. Okay. Um, it's beyond you, out of your control. Okay. Okay. You can accept it, but you can't. Okay. That's making sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's something bigger than, it's something beyond our own ability. Right. Is that fair? Is that, I'm not trying to. No, that's cool. right. Okay. okay. I think you're you're hitting on something. I definitely uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, Mike, you had something else to say? Yeah. No. No. Pass. You don't pass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So far, this side of the room is a little ahead of this side of the room. <laughs> and but absent our visitors over here. So okay. I just just want y'all keep. Okay. We're trying to earn our way to heaven. Yeah, well, I don't. Y'all are doing a good job over here. I think y'all are getting some good marks today. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Just want um, to make that known. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to go, I actually had intended to share this later, but I'm going to share it now because I, I, I really feel strongly about it. So, okay. When I started thinking about redemption, one of the first things that came to my mind, and this is really aging me, <laughs> Does this mean anything to anybody? That's what I thought. That's interesting that you did. So, to you young folks over here, Charlie, these are S&H green stamps. And it actually stands, I didn't know it did. It stands for the Sperry and Hutchinson Company. Okay. But I thought of those because I have such real memories. So this is how it used to work. Um, you, would, you would go to the grocery store or... I, that's the only place I recall them being offered, but they possibly were offered one. But then they would give you, it's, they would give you, like, depending on how much you bought, you would get stamps. And some of them were, like, worth 10 and some 5. I think they had different values. Because, and so then, if you can see in this picture, there's a little book that they're putting in. And so you literally put these stamps in your book, and then when you got your book full... I, don't, I think you had to get it full. I think you literally had to, and, and because the bigger, so, I, and I really wanted to print all the pictures that came with us. It was really awesome. They had all these, it was like literally a book, and it just showed all the things that, like, it showed, like, for a mother, and it was like a woman with a necklace and all that stuff. But, but, uh, but anyway, I'm just saying that's, it's interesting that we, that, that I found that, and a lot of y'all did too. Um, so anyway, so when I was doing, just doing a little, kind of background to talk about this topic. I came across this guy and he literally mentioned S and H green stamps in his in his top he said the, the article is called What Does Redemption Mean in the Bible? The Christian definition of redemption. So he, he goes in, he says, 
under, the, uh, uh, under this umbrella of this word, we could also include the exchanging of something by using something else of value. Many years ago, stores used to give out S&H green stamps. You could save these up until you had enough to exchange them for something of value. When you brought in a sufficient number of them, you could use them to redeem... He says the same thing there. Anyway, that is essentially the secular meaning of redemption, but the meaning of redemption in the scriptures has considerably more important meaning as we will later read. And I actually like, and I, I meant to already give us this, but y'all forgive me. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a veteran of this, but uh, he actually used the example of Romans 5, 6 through 8, and I do think it's a very good... Uh, but he says, Romans 5, 6 through 8 can give us an idea about what we must be redeemed from. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. And this was actually in the reading that we did, which was a nice little compliment to we did in uh, first service. And I suppose y'all will do it in second service as well. Anybody else going? Additional things he says, and I, I really appreciate this. The word redemption is frequently mentioned in the Old and New Testament. But in Luke 1, 68, the writer says that John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So the Greek word used for redeemed here is latrosis and has a literal meaning of a ransom, ransoming, deliverance, or a rescue. And that is exactly what Jesus has done by giving his own life for us over 2,000 years ago in Calvary. Anyway, I thought that was really good. A couple last thoughts from this article. Uh, not one of us can really estimate what price that Jesus paid for redeeming us. We know that Jesus suffered excruciatingly at Calvary. In fact, the very word excruciating comes from the root word crucifixion. We should also understand that the Father suffered in this redemption too because he had to endure the suffering of his one and only unique Son, Jesus Christ. We often only think about what Jesus suffered, but if you are a parent, you can, can you imagine the suffering that the Father must have endured as well? Surely this was tremendously also painful for him. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. I can remember the sound of that as a kid. It was like a little printer, you know, and those stamps would pop out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. I know. It's just funny the, the things we recall from our childhood, but that have such impact on us we don't really realize. Okay, so I do want to make sure that we uh, read today. Uh, I've got two passages to read, and I'm going to get y'all to assist me with that if you would. Um, can somebody read from Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6? Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. And if we have time, we're going to read most of that chapter from Isaiah because it's the 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 uh, it's just beautiful some of the images that are portrayed there and, and very very uh, evoking some of the images there so so re can we read that first does somebody have that I can get it if I need yeah, it it was our weakness he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God a punishment for his own sins but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Awesome. Thank you, William. And then also, uh, could somebody else get uh, 
1 Corinthians 15. Um, actually, I have here 1 through 11. That's a little... Oh, we got time. We'll do it. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I have received I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believe. Awesome. That's a great passage. Any thoughts from those, either one of those readings? Something that hits you, something that struck you? The first passage. You know, this is this is silly that I haven't thought of this already, but just Jesus carrying the cross. I know he carried the cross. Uh, but I never really, for some reason, I never really tied that cross there as he's falling down, stumbling, carrying that as being our burdens of our sins. Yes. You know. That that imagery is pretty powerful, isn't it? Yes. As a professional striver for so many years, First Corinthians passage. Uh, kind of came alive to me a few years ago because I had it backwards. I was thinking I was going to work harder than all of them, than everybody else, and then I received the grace. But it's the other way around. Yeah. It's the redemption and the grace that fuels, and from that, the overflow is where the work comes from. Right. So it's, right. it's backwards yes. um, to our human economy and how we're used to right. dealing with life and that's we actually very profound as far as how we view ourselves in Christ. We want to earn it rather than accept it. I was thinking similar because we, I think I grew up with that coupon, the version of redemption. You know, I've got to add a little bit, I'll get a little here, I'll speak up, so I'll get a little sticker today. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, that was a I'm going, to, I'm going to hit the line a little more in a second, too. Anything else? I just, and we, your reading was especially powerful. I, I appreciate how you emphasized, I think, the things that were meant to be emphasized there. Um, very good. 
You have some. I feel like you have something to say back there. I, I know you do because I know how your heart works. But no. Okay. 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 So I really want. I'm, I'm kind of sort of was pushing toward this kind of the whole time, but I I, I really feel like if we don't walk out out of here today, I mean, I hope you'll remember this. I hope this will be effective. I, I hope I can do it as I kind of have it in my mind, but. Let's, let's think about some actually more secular views of redemption. Think, think about it. I'm gonna st- like I'm gonna start you off with just something we probably did when we were young. Maybe maybe boys, one of the girls, I don't know, but y'all had similar thing. But I want to think of this as we, I call it choosing sides on a playground. Y'all, y'all probably all done this at one time in some way, right? You know, you split up, you have two two captains and they pick Mike, and they pick Pam, and they pick Chuck, Brian, whoever. But if you think about it, it doesn't seem like it, but really you're sort of being redeemed. And you're being redeemed for what? Because they think you're going to be able to help their team, right? Okay. So choosing sides. Again, and, we, and if you really think about it, uh, another example I had, again, I'm going to stop because I don't want to, is uh, if you're invited to a big event or a big party or something like that, it's, like, it's almost like the, uh, the party that's asking you is, is recognizing that you have, they, they like your personality or they like what you bring as far as coming to parties. So we, it makes us kind of feel good, right? It feels good to be redeemed. So that's another example I had. Y'all, y'all give me a couple of examples of I've got more, but I didn't really want to do all of them. That's the party. My writing is terrible when I get up here. I actually write pretty decently on paper, but somehow I get on a whiteboard. My, my penmanship diminishes. It's readable. <laughs> so what's something else y'all can think about? Again, I have more. That really y'all offer some. And we're going to look at those. I think affirmation is a form of redemption. Okay. Sure. Where Definitely. You- you uh, you affirm someone of who they have who they are and have to go back to the live in that reality. Okay. Much of that with social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's it's so kind of great. I was even thinking of instances like. Like a sports draft or something like that. Again, kind of like, kind of like number one, probably, where where a, a team is picking somebody because they think, okay. So what? When you look at these things, these kind of more secular uh, versions of it. And again, there are there are many. You know, I even I actually put on here. I put on my list, and this it, it's interesting because it almost. It all, a little bit contradicts kind of the point of what I actually put like mixed race to, which I don't know a lot about, but I, I do know kind of its focus. Um, is is I feel like in a redeeming. I know you guys have had a, a lot of interaction with mixed race, right? Because I'm just saying, you're saying to those those men and women, 
your life, your, your soul is worth redemption regardless of what's happened in the past. As we can say that to all of us, certainly. But uh, also a powerful part of freedom prayer. Yeah, sure, sure. Anytime you can help people reconnect with God or connect with God in a deeper way, right? it's redeeming. Right. Something that, <clears throat> I don't know if this is what you're asking for, but going off the lesson this morning, um, you know, we were created with a divine vocation to be image bearers of God, to be the idols of God. And we've let other idols step in our way and enslave us and bring us down. And so not only are we redeemed, are we redeemed from specific sin, we're redeemed from sin as a whole, idols as a whole. Okay. Good. So you have been in first service. <laughs> Well, the, the kind of the point that I was, the, again, this was kind of hopefully the take home of, of, of all this. As you look at this list, I realize this last one is probably, you're actually kind of getting to where I'm going, I think, but that's okay. What, what's, what's, I, I could have, should have done this as the redeemer and the redeemed. That probably would have been more effective. But as you, as you think about all of these, from the redeemer perspective and the redeemed perspective, what's 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 unique about our redemption through Jesus? What what is unique about it compared to those examples that we use in our in our everyday lives and and just our just our yes, Karen. I, I, I'm just thinking um, some of those first those first three couple it, it just all depends on how people view us or right. How, our worth in someone's eyes. How how athletic are we? Right. How um, how you know? How, how hospitable much, we are. Yeah, or yeah. How, right. And what are you're, you're hitting all one I'm getting at. So yeah. And so whereas good. Jesus redeemed us because he loves our souls, yeah. not what we have to offer. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you kind of hit on it exactly. So. I thought maybe y'all had to ponder that for just a minute. But Carol went right to it. No, but I, again, I, I, my takeaway that I really just wanted us to think of that in terms of he, Jesus didn't look at us and say, well, Mike's pretty good at this, and he's pretty good at that, and he has, but he's got, boo, he's got these problems. And thankfully, when he looked at old Lincoln, he did the same thing. So, all these situations, again, just like Carol said, is the Redeemer is looking at the redeemed because of something they bring to the table. Okay? And certainly, we, we act out of response. The redemption stirs something in us, hopefully, that we get that right and we want to act. But that's not why we're redeemed. That's a byproduct of what we feel. So anyway, I, I just I just want to hit that hit that really home today is that I feel like the the essence or the beauty of the redemption is is not because of what we bring to the table. I think that uh, that Old Testament definition of redemption about bringing out of slavery, you know, God going and buying Israel from Pharaoh, you know, and he doesn't buy them obviously, <laughs> right? Very vividly pulls them out, but that's redemption. And then he later comes to Israel and says, uh, <laughs> "Just you didn't know you have you just called confidence there, did you? It's not that profound, bro." That must have been a 
It's a good reminder for the rest of the like running on the beach. <laughs> Continue, Chad. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, so the, the Old Testament definition of redemption, where God goes and pulls Israel out, out of slavery, you know, he later comes to him and says, you know, it's not because you were a great nation that I came against you. Right. And they he proved said, that. It didn't take them long to oh, prove it again. Right? He said, in fact, you were the least of all nations. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of, what, what Romans paraphrases there when it says, and while you were yet sinners, right. Christ died for them. Right. He pulled you out of sin, not because of anything you could do. Right. And then after the redemption process, he, he says, then let's make you into a holy priesthood now. Yeah. Yeah. If, it's, if he had went to Egypt and said, okay, let's become a holy priesthood, and then I'll pull you out. Right. It would have been a different story. So. Right. Right, there, it wouldn't have been that right. It wouldn't have been. It really. It would have been a lot more like these redemptions. Right? Slavery, right? right, exactly. So, well, I mean, and you kind of hit on something too a little bit. You know, I, I did think about in this in this kind of preparation too is that, you know, just how how the sacrifice Jesus' sacrifice was perfect, and we don't have to have the the animals. You know, again, they did everything they could to make those animals as perfect as possible, but they were never going to equal the, the atonement that Jesus gave us or whatever. So, okay, good deal. Okay. Okay, it actually is time to go. I really wanted to read, so I just encourage y'all to do that again. All of Isaiah 53 is just, the imagery is just tremendous. Um, again, I think that's a good, a good, good, good read. It will um, make your day. Make your day better. Uh, so next week, the topic is justification. Oh, do we do some flipping? Okay, okay. We'll I need to get I need to get the most current current because actually I think I'm supposed to be in two weeks and I'm not going to be here. So we I got to talk to. I was next week to is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, and I'm doing that. All right. So everybody come filled with hope. All right. Hey, we're not going to be here, but we might be here. I might be here. I might be here. I might be here. We're, we're doing a family thing. Anyway, I may be here. So, uh, but you're doing it next week. Okay. Okay. Thank y'all for suffering through me today. I appreciate your... One last thing. Okay. Uh, it goes to the story of Jesus where the... Where he, I don't know if it was a parable or real life, where he says, "He who has been, who has been, feels forgiven more, loves more." And so, and to me, that's what First uh, Corinthians is all about, where the grace has the effect yes. because the love—that's what love compels us, and that's the key to discipleship. It's not about doing. Sure. It's about it's about having it's taking the love that you have been given sure. and sharing that love with right. others. And evangelism is about love. It's not about uh, it's not about the number of souls we save. It's uh, and that's what people are looking for is real love. Social media is leaving us empty, yeah. but people are looking for real love. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank y'all. Y'all going to be blessed. I hope have a great day. Thanks, so. All right. Enjoy your family reunion. <laughs>